Hey guys, Ed from Paranormal Inc. Ohio here, back at it again with another podcast. Tonight's podcast, I'm going to tell you four different stories of poltergeist activities. So, poltergeists are some of the most disruptive spirits you'll ever come across. In fact, a poltergeist is the German term for noisy ghost, which is quite an apt translation. There are numerous poltergeist stories in folklore and film and they are well known as being some of the noisiest, most violent ghosts around. And if you're unlucky enough to encounter one, it'll be something you'll remember forever. Although we are not yet sure if poltergeists are the same as ghosts, or whether they're demons, or something else completely. One thing is for sure, they are one manifestation you want to steer clear of. This is absolutely true, guys. Now, I did an episode of the different types of hauntings and different types of ghosts, and I did go through poltergeist. So I'm going to go through what a poltergeist is briefly again, and then I'm going to tell you four different stories. So here we go. Typically, activity around poltergeist centers around individuals that are mostly around the age of puberty. They are usually focused on one individual rather than a family. Although the events do, of course, affect the entire household to begin with, poltergeist hauntings may seem similar to regular hauntings, but what sets them apart is the violent and the aggressive nature of the haunt. Real poltergeist activity tends to include violence against the individuals in the house, and poltergeists have been known to inflict scratches, bites, and even strangulation injuries on their victims. Levitation, electrical problems, and strange smells have also occurred. So the first story I want to tell you guys about is Greyfriars. Although poltergeist activity tends to center on a home or an individual within that home, poltergeists can also get stuck in one place. One of the most notorious poltergeist stories is that of Greyfriars Cemetery in Edinburgh, Scotland. This real-life poltergeist encounter is all down to so-called Bluity McKenzie, a man responsible for the death of 18,000 men who were opponents of Charles II, earning him the bloody nickname. One of the first reported encounters of the poltergeist activity in the cemetery occurred in 1999, when a man disrupted and disturbed the coffin of a McKenzie to find shelter. The homeless man ended up in the tomb during a stormy night and Mackenzie's coffin collapsed. The homeless man quickly bolted, terrifying a man walking his dog through the cemetery. You know, seeing a man fleeing from a tomb covered in dust, that's going to scare the crap out of me too. It seems that they encounter awoke something in the tomb because since then there have been numerous reports of poltergeist activity in the area. And at one stage, the cemetery ended up closing to public visits. A ghost tour was set up so that members of the public could enjoy this poltergeist true story for themselves. And since then, more than 170 people have apparently passed out or collapsed during the tour. More than 350 visitors have been attacked and numerous injuries, including broken bones, have been reported. So we're going to move on to another one, guys. We're going to come back to the States, the Indianapolis Poltergeist. Another of my favorite true poltergeist stories is that of the Indianapolis Poltergeist. In the 1960s, the three Beck women lived together, including Linda, who was the teenage daughter. There was so much stress 
and strife in the house, which poltergeists seem to feed on. The more stress, the more the activity. Things started off relatively benign, with a beer mug moving of its own accord. Soon an ornament moved from moved and smashed to the ground while all three women were on a different floor of the house. And they decided they'd be better off spending the night elsewhere. When they returned and were running errands in the upstairs of the household, they heard crashes and noises downstairs, only to discover glassware and crockery smashing to the ground. The police and paranormal experts were called, and although the paranormal expert was bruised during his visit to the home, no source could be found for the activity. The women in the house were covered in scratches and bruises, and although Linda's mom was eventually arrested for throwing some stuff around the house, it seems much of the activity still has no explanation. So I'm going to move on to that, guys, to our third story, the Thornton Heath case. The Thornton Heath poltergeist is one of those real-life poltergeist stories that sends shivers up your spine. When you read about it, it's less well-known than the Einfeld case, although it's just as spooky. In the late 70s, a poltergeist tormented the family for nearly four years, answering the question, do poltergeists exist? Very significantly for the individuals in the house, a clock radio turned on in the middle of the night kick-starting events, and at Christmas, the tree shook. Ornaments were flung around the room, and their son woke up in the middle of the night to find an old man in his room after hearing footsteps throughout the house. Bangs and crashes were heard, but on many occasions, nothing was disturbed. Eventually, after consulting a medium, it was found that the man seen in the bedroom was called Chatterton, who thought of the family living in the house as trespassers. The activity in the house occurred as a way to get the family out. Chatterton's wife was even seen in the house too. Luckily, when the family left the house after four short years, the poltergeist activity stopped with them and nothing has been reported since. So that kind of makes me think, was that just there to get them out or did it follow them? Of course, nobody knows because they haven't really posted anything about their lives after that. So, this next story and our final story, this is a huge word, guys. I'm going to spell it first before I even attempt to say it. J-A-B-O-T-I-C-A-B-A-L. So, I'm going to take a shot in the dark of this. Jabotic Tukbal. That's that's as good as it's going to get. Jabotikabal. Okay, this is the name of this poltergeist story that I found. And I, even when I was writing it down, I was like, I don't know. But you'll find out here in this story. An infamous true poltergeist story to come out of Jabotacabal, Brazil, is that of Maria, who was subject to a poltergeist attack back in the 1960s. Rocks and stones were thrown at her, and on many occasions, these rocks were a great weight, up to nearly 9 kilograms on one occasion. They were also magnetic and had other odd properties. Soon, rocks stopped being thrown, and her furniture was instead thrown around. Maria was also attacked, and viciously so. Slapped, bitten, beaten, and even more. She even had needles inserted into her skin by an unseen entity. Embedded so deep within the skin, they had to be removed by a doctor. 
The poltergeist tried to suffocate her in her sleep, and her clothing even caught fire. Eventually, after Maria went to see a medium, it was found that she was subject to these attacks because of her actions in a previous life. It was thought that Maria had been a witch, but a bad witch, and that she was being attacked by a spirit that she tormented in her previous life. Maria sadly committed suicide at age 16 to put an end to the activity. So that was Jabba Tukabal, and that is a place in Brazil, guys. I had no idea. I learn so much new stuff when I do research for different podcast episodes for you guys. So although these real poltergeist stories are more than just a little bit spooky, in fact, some of them are downright terrifying, we know that the vast number of poltergeist hauntings and famous poltergeist cases reported suggest that they are definitely more than just a story. Poltergeist evidence is something that you can see and that you can feel, and because poltergeists can actually inflict injuries, it makes these hauntings all the more scary. Guys, it is really terrifying if you're in a poltergeist haunting. I have done many investigations where they were poltergeist activities and poltergeist hauntings, and it's just amazing what you'll see and what you'll feel. And, and again, when you're just sitting there and you're asking questions and then something just flies off the wall, clear across the room and shatters into pieces, that just, it, it makes you, it really, it's really terrifying. Trust me. So I hope you guys enjoyed tonight's episode of the four poltergeist stories that I wanted to tell you guys. And I'm glad you guys came and listened to it. Thank you oh so very, very much for coming and checking out another episode. I love you guys, all of you, so very much. Um, Again, you can go to paranormalinkohio.com. You can check out our main business page. There you can check out some old ghost hunts and ghost stories. There you can check out our crystals and all the powers that they hold. You can check out our sage bundles for all cleansing needs. You can also check out the bracelets, pins, and necklaces and all the jewelry that comes with, you know, crystals and some of the things that I make as jewelry for you guys. From there, you can go to Paranormal Link Ohio group. There we discuss everything paranormal. It's our group page on Facebook. You guys want to come join? Come join the group. Join or follow the page on Facebook. Um, I'm also on TikTok and YouTube, Paranormal Link Ohio. There you can check out some more ghost hunts and ghost stories. And there I'm uploading full episodes of the podcast on YouTube and sometimes on TikTok. TikTok, excuse me, guys. I am so sorry. I got the hiccups. So follow me on there as well. Subscribe on YouTube. And, of course, you can listen to the Paranormal Inc. Ohio podcast every single day, Monday through Wednesday at 10 p.m., Thursday and Friday at 8 p.m., Saturday and Sunday at 10 p.m. again. Because Thursday and Fridays, I am live on Facebook. Thursday nights at 10 p.m., I am live on Facebook where we do a discussion of the paranormal, have a ghost story. Fridays, I have Fear Fridays. There we go to an in-depth discussion of the paranormal, and I do live investigations. So, guys, I hope you guys can come check us out. Thank you oh so very much again. I love each and every one of you, and I hope you guys are joining in on everything that I do. You know, I know you guys are here, and you're on Facebook and everywhere else. I can't tell you how much I appreciate that, guys. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed the episode. I rambling one again. I know, I know, I know. It's what I do every single time. But you guys have a good night, and you'll hear from me again tomorrow at 10 p.m. Bye, everybody.